Tyler. Oh, hello there. Hello. Do you like Gal Gadot? Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Do you like Patty Jenkins? Uh, I do. I mean, she did a great job with Wonder Woman, so how could you not? Exactly. Well, they're teaming up for a movie that's not Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I'm personally offended by this, so... <laughs> Why? Because uh, Gal Gadot is not Egyptian. Oh, oh yeah, right. Yeah. Therefore, I feel like she has no business playing Cleopatra. No. And yeah, the rest of the world should be more upset than they are. See, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> I actually don't care at all. And if you actually yeah. like, look up the history of Cleopatra, she yeah. herself is not like actually of Egyptian descent. So no. No. the whole point is fucking mute and people are just overly sensitive. But yeah. that's the world we live in. Yeah, pretty much. It reminds me of when uh, Rami Malek played um, like an Egyptian in a movie. And everyone was like, why is he doing this? He's not Egyptian. And then he came out afterwards and he's like, yeah, no, like I, I actually am. And people were like, oh, yeah, really? And he was like, yeah, like, yeah, trace it back. <laughs> it's like, fuck. But, but yeah, they're, they're making a Cleopatra movie, which I, I'll watch it because I like that team, but I don't really care about that story. Uh, yeah, I like I like both of them, and I'm yeah. sure it'll be a, a pretty decent flick. But yeah, I have no personal interest in watching it because I don't really care about Cleopatra. Yeah, me neither. But like, I'll probably check it out because they're a good team, so why not? But, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is just kind of early stages. They just announced it, and according to this article, it seems like they're trying to like streamline it. So they're writing. Like, it seems like they're kind of in the writing stages already now too so mm -hmm. so yeah we'll see when that comes out but yeah i also i'm slightly intrigued just because uh like the writer is the same person who was behind like uh alexander and shutter island so yeah. that makes it a little bit more interesting to me but yeah that is true so yeah like i'll, I'll probably be more curious once i see a trailer and like figure out like okay what what's the tone of this like you know, is this some crazy fantasy kind of epic on Cleopatra, or is it kind of like a dramatic, like, character thing? Yeah. Maybe. Like, depending, I guess, on where they go with it, will be whether or not I'm, like, super intrigued by it. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, not much more to this other than, hey, they're making another movie together. Mm-hmm. Also in news here, I'm seeing that uh, they're going to start filming the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series in March. Yeah, which I'm real, real excited for, especially given like the turnaround time on those Disney shows mm -hmm. is kind of insane, which means, well, like, it, like if they're starting to film in March, that means maybe like in the summer, sometime in the summer, we might actually get that thing, which is kind of cool. I'm excited for the people, but, like, I'm so far behind in the Star Wars movies. Yeah, and I... And I still haven't watched The Mandalorian, so... Yeah, well, the nice part is, like, this one is kind of, like, takes place in its own thing. Like, it takes place in between what you would have already seen, right? So... Mm -hmm. And it's... Yeah, I'm... I'm real excited for this show, because I think he... 
he's great with that character and i think like there's a lot of really good stories um about his character and like some of the side canon stuff mm-hmm. and it's they're doing the show during that time period so i feel like this could be really cool so yeah and i, I really like them as obi-wan kenobi yeah. and let's be real like Episode one, two, and three were the best of all of the Star Wars films. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they reign supreme. <laughs> I also say they're better than a lot of those new ones. I've only seen one of the new ones, so that's uh, about. I know the one you've seen, and you should probably just stop there. <laughs> mm, kind of like a Game of Thrones thing, like don't waste your time. Yeah, 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 pretty much. But yeah, this is cool. Um, I'm excited for this. I this is there's really no other news other than he said this in an interview. He's like, "Yeah, we're filming in March," but exciting so. nonetheless. Yeah, it's more tangible news about the show, which just gets me more excited. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then HBO is doing a series on Elon Musk. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, done by. Uh, Channing Tatum's production company. And, like, I got super worried when I first read this because I thought Channing Tatum was playing him. And I was like, eh. Yeah, but I'm not going to lie. When I first saw that, that was my thought, too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, that's a that's a bold choice. Um, I like Channing, Channing Tatum and all, but, like, I don't yeah. think he can pull off an Elon Musk. Uh, yeah, um, but it turns out it's just his production company. So I was like, okay, cool. Um yeah i'm well i love all things to do with elon like and i don't know like did you see his like latest fucking troll no he dropped the uh pricing of the model y i believe it is they're like they're like really expensive luxury sedan okay yeah yeah and so i can't remember the rival car company someone else came out with an electric car and was like oh look our car is cheaper than the model y or the model x whichever one it is model s and he was like, and, hold the phone? Yeah, he's like, oh, hold the phone. So not only did he lower the price down to beat them, but yeah. he set the price at 69420 <laughs> Nice. Of course. Uh, that sounds right. The guy's just a god. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't really keep up with him too much, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty indifferent. But, like, every time I see, like, dumbass shit like that, I'm like, that's cool. Like, yeah. Right on. So, yeah. yeah, fair enough. I'm I'm a big fan of Elon's. Yeah. So I will uh I will definitely be watching this. Yeah, I'll definitely check this out too, just because um, like it, it's kind of doing like the SpaceX story, which I think is the more interesting stuff. You know, with actually yeah. like trying to reignite the space race, basically, right? Yeah. So I. And like I'm always interested in in that kind of stuff, so I'm I'll definitely check this out. So yeah. and it seems like it's going to be like a fairly limited series, just like a six episode kind of project, kind of yeah. one and done. I'm thinking by the sounds of it. So yeah, and for something like that, you wouldn't need anything more. No, no. So I think I think this is cool. A nice little six episode kind of I guess one of those behind the scenes stories, which I always like those. So. I'll be curious who they get to play him. Yeah, that'll that'll be the real key factor there. I mean, maybe Elon Musk just plays himself. 
Well, that would be even better. <laughs> I uh, doubt it. That guy's got way too much on the fucking go. I don't think yeah. he's got the time to turn around and act. But you know what? With Elon, maybe he fucking would. I mean, like, when everyone was like, I can't remember how the whole ordeal came about, but it was like he was a busy man and something like that and made a comment about music. So then someone, like, had a tweet like, oh, if you don't like it, make your own. So he, like, went and spent, like, a day or two in a fucking music studio and, like, made his own EDM track. Of course he did. Yeah. So, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? In in other news that I'm sure nobody cares about, I I care about. I didn't. I didn't give a fuck about this. I had no intentions (laughs) of seeing this film. So Gerard Butler's Greenland is going to fucking video on demand and not theaters. Yeah, yeah. I was I was actually totally gonna watch this movie because it's just him in a dumbass action movie. So I watched. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, so just like the simple fact that I can watch this at home is kind of great. That's fair. Even having the ability to watch it at home, I yeah. it's not high on my <laughs> list. Like maybe if it's like, fuck, like you know, you're browsing through like your library and Netflix, and you just can't pick something. And you're like, fine, fuck it, I'll watch Greenland. Like that's that'll be how I end up watching this movie. After I saw the trailer, I was like, this just doesn't look good. Yeah, yeah, it and looks like a those... dumbass. Yeah, set piece action movie. Well, and the and the real problem here is like it's it's hard for me to get excited about films that especially reveal pretty much everything inside of the trailer, right? Like yeah, like just watching the trailer, you know that it's fucking oh, you know exactly around Earth, and yeah, yeah, and then you know that all of a sudden they miscalculated and they're landing on Earth, and you know yep. that they're hitting on Earth and it's gonna wipe everyone out, yep. and you know that the only way to survive is to get to a fucking bunker in Greenland, and then based yep. on some of the action sequences and the flying sequences, like you know that he gets his family out safe, so it's like yep. I already know what's happening in this whole movie, and like that's not even if I like had to sit there and take educated guesses. Like, just watching the trailer, you know yeah. how exactly, line for line, how this is going to play out. So it's like, I, those yeah, kind of movies kill it for me. Like, I, I feel like, I feel like the people who splice together the trailer, I get you want to show off some of the action and some of the drama. And, you know, you want to play with people's emotions and get them invested in the trailer so that they will want to see the movie. But there's, like, a finite line between, like, grabbing my interest and throwing it away with too much fucking information and i feel like that's what this trailer did yeah yeah that's fair and like i feel like at the same time like any disaster movie ever has done the same thing with their trailers you know and like i'm going into this with the excitement of like hey i can watch this on a friday night with some beers and just like shut my brain off and watch some disaster porn action movie with gerald butler so fair enough and like i know it's gonna be bad i know it's not gonna be good but what the hell it'll be like an hour and 45 minutes of like me just going yeah fucking comets so Mm. yeah i was mostly just happy that like more movies are doing this yeah so i i I am more into the the idea of more movies going video on demand yeah it's just this one in particular doesn't really tickle my pickle it's just like i don't give a fuck about the greenland so Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, like more movies uh, coming to streaming, kind of leads into this next story, which I am like super hyped about personally. Yeah. So, 
Disney did like a big corporate reorganization thing and the massive focus on that is streaming so mm-hmm. it seems like the kind of cases of Disney movies like their stance on like no this has got to go to theaters is maybe going to kind of go out the window potentially yeah like they did yeah. do a major thing and like a major restructuring because everything I guess was like in its own like miniature subsidized category and now like at the center of all of it is going to be like their media thing so like yeah. it's no longer like oh we do movies so this is our movie division this is our television show division and this is that and this is that and then you have all these different like internal office stuff you need to cross and figure yeah. out and match up to decide if you're going to go to a theater if you're going to go to a streaming service and they kind of compartmentalized a lot of things and it looks like under this new restructuring it's just like everything is focused around fucking media in the sense that whether a movie or a tv show is filmed there's no like dedicated home for it until they decide yeah and like some other stuff um that they kind of talk about um like under this new model like one of the things um kind of the ceo said is like looking at stuff like they're like under this new disney model like a theatrical release isn't going to be determined by like a cinematic like granular like a oh this has got to be a big like movie thing they're like it's not about awards potential or like and this one's kind of funny they're like and it's not by the need to support exhibitors which means theaters they Mm -hmm. say it's it's just dollars and he goes will the like movie make more money in theaters or streaming whatever one is more is where it's going (laughs) so and that he basically says like and the consumers will tell us that like if people are just fucking like no we're, we're buying everything you put release wise on disney plus and it turns out that's more than box office then guess where the next avengers is going and so. i'm totally on board with this yeah. i've been saying like we've been talking for weeks and weeks about how yeah. we feel like this is the way things are going to go and probably yeah. especially given the current climate and how yeah. you know the whole landscape is changing that that is the way to go like in yeah. in the television and entertainment industry in general you always have these like gradual shit like they're gradual and then all of a sudden they just completely pivot and sometimes it feels like it comes out of nowhere right like with netflix and streaming like netflix's streaming service was around for a long time it was a gradual build-up but it just kind of seemed like all of a sudden out of nowhere everyone was on netflix everyone was using netflix and it seemed like this instant pivotal pivotal switch yeah and i feel like that's where we're heading with this now and i yeah. love the fact that like they came on record and was like look this is not a response to covid yeah. we are not restructuring and doing this because of covid this is something that we were planning on doing for a while yeah yeah we moved the timeline up because of you know the current climate yeah. of the world but yeah. like this was going to happen regardless yeah yeah i feel like we're in that kind of like what you said that gradual thing where it's like slowly hear a few movies coming out on VOD, you know, that would have been a theater release. And then I feel like the big kind of thing, like you said, where it's like, oh, all of a sudden everyone's doing it is like, I bet it's when like the next Marvel movie, they're just like, oh, FYI, it's Disney plus day one. Like I bet that's when everyone goes, okay, I I guess this works because they wouldn't do that if it didn't. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
So yeah, this is uh, this is cool. Yeah, I'm on board with this. I mean, I still want the ability to go to theaters. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but I also absolutely love the idea of of like different delivery methods, right? Because yeah, like as sure. we've discussed before, not everyone can just go to a theater. Yeah. So I feel like there is lots of lost revenue from people who just can't go. Yeah. And I feel like once COVID is like gone and we have everything under control and like vaccinations are a thing and people aren't nearly as concerned about it, I still think this like almost a whole year of, you know, being socially distant and not like large gatherings unless you have to, like, you know, with the exception of people who have to go out and party at the bars and stuff like that, right? But I feel like there's definitely going to be long-lasting ripple effects of this whole COVID thing. And oh, I, yeah. I honestly, like, as much as I don't want them to fail, like, yeah. the one of the long-lasting things is I think you're going to see a lot of people who are like, yeah, no, it turns out I have lots of options for entertainment yeah. at home, in the comfort yeah. of my own home, and I feel like once everything goes back to the way it is, I don't think theaters were. I don't think theaters are ever going to be the same. No, I don't think so. I, I think it. I think they actually turn out, like they turn into kind of like, more of like an event type thing where it's like, hey, maybe there's not a theater in every town, right? Maybe mm-hmm. it's okay. I'm gonna, you know, drive an hour and a half to like the big city and go to the like one theater there and like go out for the night, right? Yeah. You know, I bet it turns into that where it's not like, oh, I'm just going to walk, you know, a couple of blocks to my local theater and check something out, you know, like it is kind of now. Like, I bet it turns into like, oh, like, let's let's make a day of this and like go to a theater and go get a bite to eat. You know, I bet it turns into that versus like there's a, you know, there's thousands of theaters. Right. So, yeah, there's definitely going to be some theater for closures. And yeah, I definitely seen it not being commonplace every night go to the theater kind of thing that it'll definitely be more of a specialized unique event yeah and i think it's uh, like the statement in this article like i think that that's like fairly telling is like theatrical release like it's they like flat out say like it's it's not determined by our need to support theaters so like that's like disney saying that theaters should just be like oh well shit yeah, well, and you know the thing is, is that if Disney, like, Disney's is going to, they're going to pull the trigger on this and be the first one to do it on yeah. a wider scale. Yeah. And, you know, all the other streaming services are going to be looking, like, all the other studios and stuff are going to be looking at the, they're going to, like, they'll end up calling it the fucking Disney model or something stupid. Yeah. Something and they'll like look that, yeah. to the results of this and they'll be like, oh, wow, yeah, yeah no, that's right. It yeah. is more valuable for us to put this on, you know, a video on demand type service on day one. Yep. Yeah. And get it out there to everyone as opposed to a handful of people. And oh, for sure, yeah. It's just going to be a matter of time before more big studios follow suit, I think. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which so. then I think you're going to start seeing Netflix start shelling out mega bucks to big studios where they're like, we will host that day one, you know, here's kinda $800 like, million dollars so that we can have that film on opening day. Yeah, kind of like what Amazon's doing. Mm-hmm. Which there's a story about that later. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 interesting. The, uh, the I guess movie watching kind of experience is kind of at like a pivot point right now. So yeah, it's it's kind of exciting. Like as a consumer, like watching this and like yeah, it's it's interesting.
Yep, it'll definitely be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah. Interesting also like fucking Shia LaBeouf doing a fucking musical about COVID. Yeah, he's just something else, that guy. Yeah. He he just kind of does what the fuck he wants, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he does. And like I I watch some of like the weird clips and stuff that I've seen posted about this and it's it's weird. He's not really like starring in it, but it's like his little weird pop-up production play slash musical yeah. thing that's supposed to reflect current day times and yeah. You know, the world that we live in now with COVID and testing and mask wearing and stuff like that. Like he's a fucking quote-unquote artist. Yeah, yeah, he's a weird guy. Yeah, I like I, but he's done some like super fucking bizarre stuff. Like yeah, this, he is. I mean, like I, if I lived in the area, I'm not gonna lie, I would go check this out out of just general fucking interest and curiosity. Like it yeah. seems intriguing, so I'd definitely yeah. be into that. But yeah, I mean, for sure. This isn't a far stretch. Like, oh, what is Shia doing? This doesn't make any sense. He's like. Oh man, like what was it? The he did the one where he sat down and live streamed himself watching every movie he's been in for like forty eight <laughs> yeah. hours straight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that one was intriguing. Then there was that one time where they mounted webcams in an elevator, and he stayed in an elevator for twenty four hours. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then there was that other one where him and a, a buddy were basically hitchhiking across the United States, and they oh, would. Yeah just hitch a ride with a random person and they're like yeah just drop us off wherever you take us wherever you're going and like let us go and then if they needed to catch another ride they would fucking yeah tweet out the coordinates of where they were and then whoever showed up they would hop in and get a ride to wherever and they just traveled halfway across the country doing that like just super yeah super super weird guy and like mm. like i read this headline and like i, I wasn't even surprised i was like oh okay like no. it, it, like he's gotten to the point with like all of the this like weird ass shit that he does. Where like normally you would read that headline and be like, "What the fuck?" But like I read that headline and was like, "Yeah, okay, that makes sense." Shia gonna Shia. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fucking you do you, Shia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I also saw or read here that uh, they're doing a Mad Max spinoff. Yeah. That's going to be fucking that's interesting. Yes. Yes, George they... Miller directing with Anya Taylor-Joy in the lead role and Chris Hemsworth coming in too. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm very into how this is going to pan out. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm really excited about that. Mm -hmm. And Yeah, like I like her. Um Hemsworth is great. Like, yeah, I'm a little salty that Charlie's Theron isn't coming back, but it, I guess that makes sense for a prequel, but. Yeah, well, and, like, I don't know what the, like, I guess, is she playing, like, a young version of Furiosa, I guess? Yeah, yeah, because it's a Furiosa prequel movie. Yeah, so, I mean, it's going to be Anya Taylor-Joy with a shaved head, so, I mean, I'm. I, like, I mean, it's not going to take anything away from me for it. I just hope if they ever... Because there's been talks forever about another Mad Max. Yeah. But all accounts I've heard is that uh, Charlie Theron and uh, Tom Hardy don't exactly get along. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe they've patched things up now, but I guess when they were working together and they were filming this, you know how Tom Hardy's pretty fucking method? 
Yeah. And goes pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah, apparently uh, it was a little too much for Charlize to fucking handle and was not a fan of his. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, like, I'd like to see another one with Tom Hardy, too. Yeah, me too. I like Tom Hardy, and I haven't really seen him lately anyway. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, I'm totally down for anything George Miller does in that universe, so. Yeah, and fucking Mad Max was such a legit movie that, yeah, like, this prequel is going to be amazing, yeah. regardless of who's in yeah. it, I feel. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, yeah, I'm I'm curious if they take the same approach um, to this as kind of, like, how they did Mad Max, where it's, like, basically the whole movie is, like, driving you know, like in convoys and like stopping very rarely, you know, like I wonder if it's going to be similar in that vein or if it's more of uh, like not that. And Mm -hmm. I like, I bet it's not like, I bet he doesn't do the same thing again, but I mean, they'll be driving because it's Mad Max. Yeah. Um, You can't have Mad Max without some driving. Yeah. Like that's the whole thing about that. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm totally on board with this. I, I think she's a very, very good actor, so I think she can pull it off. And yeah, Hemsworth, awesome. Yeah, sign sign me up for this. Like, especially because this almost seemed like it was in development hell for a long time too. Yeah, you know, because the Furiosa spinoff was announced like right after the movie came out, and like it, there was talks of like Charlie Theron coming back as it, and then it was like turns out she's not. You know, and it just kind of seemed like this development hell where it was like, this is never going to get made. But actually hear like, okay, here's tangible news on like the cast and everything. Where it's like, all right, this is actually going to come out. This is happening, people. Yeah, pretty much. Because like for the longest time, I think everyone, like including me, got to the point where I was like, this is never coming out. <laughs> um, But now it's happening. Thank so, God. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Send me up. This is cool. Mm-hmm. And then Amazon, but another movie. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited about this. I remember watching the original way back in the day, and it was really funny. And I I like Eddie Murphy, so yeah. And I never watched the original, so I I can't really say I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing, mm-hmm. but. Like, I, I also know that it is very popular. Um, and yeah, I like Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy, too. So. Yeah, yeah, for I those think who don't is... know, Coming to America, we're getting a sequel. Yeah. Yeah, I probably should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm excited for it. I think, I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I said, like, it's been a long time since I watched the original, because, I mean, it came out a long time ago, but I remember quite enjoying it thinking it was absolutely hilarious yeah yeah and i think this is i think this this shows that like amazon is in it to win it by picking up some of these movies you know because they picked up that uh uh, without remorse that tom Clancy movie with michael b jordan Mm -hmm. like a while ago or at yep yeah they got that so yeah, we've said it before and we're going to keep saying it like Amazon is on the up and up here. Like they are consistently like crushing it as far as a streaming platform goes with their content. Like their Amazon content is 
by yeah. and large starting to like really edge out the likes of Netflix. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're they're making some smart decisions. So I and I think this is just another one of them. So Yeah. Keep it yeah. going. Yeah, pretty much. So like that news is exciting and all, but when I saw this fucking next piece of news, I got hyped. I can't even tell you how fucking excited I am for this. Yeah. And that I, is a limited run series for Dexter. Yeah. I'm and, uh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm I'm just super fucking hyped because I was like, I heard, oh, we're getting more Dexter, and I was like, fuck, if they're rebooting the show, I'm yeah, not gonna that. be happy. No. If they decide that they're gonna do a prequel, not gonna be happy. No. If they want to do a spin-off with like fucking Angel, not gonna be happy. No. And then it's like, nope, this is Dexter. And it's going to be a one-off, like, 10-episode fucking miniseries. And it's going to take place after the events yeah. of the original series finale. Yeah. which And they're not changing anything. Yeah. That's, that's what fucking got me hyped. It's like, oh, God, like, if they fucking all of a sudden bring Deborah Morgan back, it's like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Th this. Yeah, I'm excited for this. And also because... By doing it after this show is like taking place after the show, like that in my mind means they can also rectify that horseshit ending. Um, that's I swear <laughs> to God, that's part of the reason, man. Yeah, and that like, is why I'm so hyped because that was yeah. that to this day is still like in my top three worst series finales yeah. of all time. It I was, was so so mad. Uh, yeah, I watched that and I was like, yeah, like I remember. Yeah, I was like, fuck off. I was like, that, get the fuck out of here. Like, no. So, like, now they've got a chance to, like, redeem it. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, I, I'm curious what what the fucking plot is. Like, Yeah, there, ha there hasn't really been anything fucking out there yet in terms of, like, what it's going to be about. Yeah, like, because you got to assume he's coming back to kill some folks so like what like what's the plot for for this like i i i don't know um, i don't know either but i hope it's just like oh yeah it turns out dexter can't just fucking live in the goddamn wilderness as a fucking lumberjack yeah and we fucking get real closure on him where like we know dexter's gonna go back to being a killer yeah killing bad guys still but like going back in the city like there are so many ways they could have ended that series where it's like, well, that wasn't really fulfilling, but like, I understand. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, the one that they chose was like, this is not, no, this is not Dexter. This is not how this should end. Like, yeah. Who fucking approved this goddamn script? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And reading this article too, like, um, kind of gives me like even more hopes because it's, um, they got the showrunner, um, Clyde Phillips, which he did the first four seasons, um, like he was the showrunner, and then someone else came in, so he wasn't even the showrunner that that would have like been like, yeah, let's go with this ending. Mm -hmm. um, and reading the article, like they've both talked, kind of years past about like, yeah, we're totally down to bring this character back if we had a good idea, and like lo and behold, apparently they got a good enough idea. So yeah, well, and even. Um... I've seen interviews with uh, 
can't remember his name for the life of me now. The guy who plays Dexter. Yeah, Michael C. Hall. Yeah, Michael C. Hall, that's it. I've seen interviews with him where even he was like, I... He's like, I felt let down by that ending, too. He's like, having played Dexter for so long, he's like, as Dexter, he's like, I felt that that was not enough of an ending for the fans. It wasn't enough of an ending for me. And apparently that was like a big motivation in other uh, interviews and articles I've read regarding this like miniature fucking bring back of this show was he was like, yeah, no, I'm in because I feel like we didn't do Dexter justice for like closing the fucking book and no this is our opportunity didn't. to fucking do it right yeah yeah it's like in other news water is wet and your ending was shit like yeah i just <laughs> you know what blows my mind is like i if i was working on dexter and as someone who like watched dexter like i watched it like as it was coming out so like when new episodes wrote i was watching them like i wasn't one of those people who went back and was like oh i heard good things i'll just binge the whole series i was into dexter as they were releasing episodes every week kind of thing yeah so like as a fan like getting that ending it was incredibly furious and so like if i worked on that show and came across like hey here's a rough draft for what this final season is going to be and this is roughly how we're going to end the entire show like if i worked on that show i would be like are you guys fucking dumb this is the stupidest thing i've ever i've ever read this yeah. is not going to work. This is not in the spirit of what this entire fucking show is. This is a terrible idea. Don't do it. Yeah. yeah so I don't much. understand how like everyone who worked on that show got that fucking script and was like, oh, yeah, okay. All right, fine. Yeah, let's film it. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. Unless it was a case of like, hey, we got no say in this. So I guess we're filming it. I, I guess so. Like, yeah. fuck, I would hope that at least some people that were, you know, a, an everyday part of that show, like voice their opinions, like. You know, because most of these shows like have multiple writers, right? Like you oh, gotta yeah, think sure, that yeah. someone wrote that fucking script, and you know, a couple of the other people in the writers' room were like, "Dude, dude what this the fuck? is fucking trash, man!" <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck? Yeah, if you submit this and like if we film this, like you're out of a job after this, man. <coughs> yeah. But same thing with Game of Thrones, right? Like yeah. you, you get that whole show, and then you get like the script for how it ends. Like if you're an actor in that show, how could you be like, "Yeah, okay." Uh, probably because you're just like, yeah, okay. Uh, my contract says I got to do this, so fuck yeah. it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess, but, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say because like, when you're in that position, you have contracts, yeah. money's at stake. I get yeah. it. Yeah. I like to think highly of myself in the sense that, like, if I was filmed that show over the last, like, 10 fucking years with, like, that same cast and stuff, I would rally the cast together and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, w- here's the thing. They can't film this episode without all of us, and they can't end this show without the fucking cast. We need to take a stand. I get that we're not writers, but we know, we know this is a bad final script. Yeah, we're yeah. not. We're not saying that we they should step aside, and we as the actors should fucking write the ending. I'm not even saying you need to take my input as to how it should play out. But as the actors of the show, we need to take a take a stand because this is horseshit. Yeah, and it could also be cases of, like, like a lot of times, with like how TV works, like, someone might shoot their final scenes for, like, the final episode, like, weeks before everyone else does, right? So, like, maybe it's also a combination of the case of, like, hey, everyone gets their lines, right? Like, very few actors, you know, on TV sets get, get the script for the whole episode, right? You know, they get, like, their parts, you know, and then they go and film them and shoot them, right? And then 
Yeah, so. I, I suppose, and I'll, I'll lend a little credence to that. My theory be, being, if that was the case in this situation, the moment that Michael C. Hall read that he has a scene where he's wearing yeah. a flannel jacket, has a beard, yeah. after returning from a fucking day at the logging mill, yeah. and then sits down at a table, Yeah. as Michael C. Hall, I would be like, this is a big pile of no fucking way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe he did, and they were just like, no, we're doing it. And he was like, all right. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. You can't have that final scene unless I'm fucking in it, you clowns. Uh, pretty much. I mean, so. I don't want to give celebrities more power or authority than they already think they have because they're pretty self-involved and yeah. all high on themselves. So I don't need this yeah. shit going to their head that, yeah. you know, they just because they're an actor, they can take creative control. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes a lot of the times the actors don't know what's best, right? They're not the creative exactly. visionaries on this, but yeah. Anyway, that's my mini fucking rant. Very excited because that was such a devastating ending, and I cannot wait yeah. to see how this plays. Yeah, me too. I'm excited for this. Yep. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and then we got uh, Adam McKay's next movie that's coming on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Got some more cast. Yeah, ever-growing list of a ridiculous cast yeah this is a ridiculous ridiculous fucking cast yeah like you got uh like they just announced leo's joining um uh, jennifer lawrence is in there meryl streep kate blanchett jonah hill timothy clement i I don't know what the fuck ariana grande is doing in there timothy chalamet yeah yeah i totally butchered that but whatever Mm -hmm. And then Matthew Perry, which I haven't seen him in anything lately. So, but yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't recall what this is about. Um, let's see. But I mean, I can't even begin to fucking calculate how much just in like actor pay is oh, going up for this kind of it's fucking ridiculous. lineup. Yeah. I'm just trying to find the synopsis of this because I, I don't remember what it is either. Oh, wow. This is just like, what do you think this movie would be? I and don't know. All... Like just, just based on the news page that I saw, I started getting concerned that it was some kind of fucking musical. No. So here is here's the tagline for this on IMDb. A pair of Astra like astronomers try to warn everyone on earth that a giant meteorite will destroy the planet in six months okay now i'm fucking hyped yeah 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 so like that is a fucking all-star cast yeah well minus ariana grande like i got nothing against (laughs) her but like i'm looking at this like entire lineup of like all these like triple A fucking actors and I'm like Oh yeah. Uh Ariana Grande was a fucking Nickelodeon star and a lip syncer, <laughs> yeah. so like I'm not really sure where she falls into this, but I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, hey, I had the same thing. Like I looked at that list, I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, okay. I'm all, I'm like on board and then I was like, What the fuck is Kid Cuddy and Ariana Grande doing in here? But Kid Cuddy has done <laughs> acting though, and he's and like not like Ariana Grande's acting was like when she was a kid on Nickelodeon. Kid Cudi's yeah. actually like done some like oh, actual he? acting as an adult. Oh, okay. Like he's been in an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He just was in, um, and I don't know if it counts for a lot of people, it doesn't. But he technically was 
in uh, Bill and Ted's, the newest Bill and Ted movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I know he's done some other stuff, some, like, more serious stuff, but... Yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah, God I, damn. I'm... I'm so on board with this. That's a fucking rock star cast if I've ever seen one. And I've loved like all of Adam McKay's movies. Yeah, yeah he's solid. He's real solid. So, yeah, uh, this that's... is a this is a win for Netflix. Yeah, I just want it now. Yeah, yeah, I don't, and it seems like it's. I think it's still like pre-production, like early pre pre-production. I bet. So. Yeah, it's gonna be a while. Yeah. But yeah, and right. it says it says it's set for release in 2021. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. too far away. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, there's been lots of fucking really exciting news this week, though. Mm-hmm. Like between like everything we've discussed before, but like more super exciting news. Another season of The Outsider, which I am pumped about because I thought that fucking series was so good. Yeah, me too. It was the whole reason I've been doing nothing but, like, campaigning and champion for Stephen King's shit to be given, like, limited-run HBO series. Because, like, fuck, did they ever knock that out of the park. Yeah, they did. They did a really good job with it. And, yeah, th- that was also a case of, like, I remember finishing that that show and, and like, I had the thought of, like, are they going to do a second season? Because, like, it, it could have gone either way, right? Yeah. Like, it could have just, like, ended, and it was like, okay, that's it. And I was, like, totally all right with that. Yes, um, they, they did it very, very well. They yeah. they wrapped up that season where, like, if they decided to do another one, I'm in. Can't wait. If they decided, nope, this was a 10-episode, 10, 10 one-off, limited series, not doing anymore, still would have been okay with that, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, they that's, did. The, that's the mark of some fucking real good writing and production right there. Yeah, and very few shows like effectively do that, you know, and the ones that do do it, it's like, okay, cool. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, uh, you left it off in a place where you're like, hey, this is done, um, but if we have an idea, right? So, you know, that was, you know, talk, like uh, an example of that, like video game-wise, like The Last of Us was like that, right? Where yeah. they were like, hey, this is done, and then they had a good idea, and they're like, hey, we can open it back up again, right? That's that's yeah. how shows should do it, but it's also a very hard thing to do. So, but yeah, yeah, this I, is so excited. Can't fucking wait. Yeah, yeah. I I hope they bring back um some of the people. Yeah, me too. Uh, that cast was really good. So, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm on board with this. Fuck yeah, indeed. So. And then, in other news that I'm also fucking real on board with too is they're basically saying like, "Hey, we're gonna like start filming the Mandalorian season three like fairly soon." So the yeah, turnaround shot, the turnaround time on that show is ridiculous. I and I'm sure like that's amazing news for a lot of people, especially given yeah. that season season two isn't even out yet. Yeah, again, yeah, I. I find myself having to like really withhold any comment because like, I still haven't fucking watched yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and this is like partly due, like, I'm sure people are tired of me talking about John Favreau's fucking alternative green screen tech. Um, but they say that is a reason why they're able to like turn around 
like basically uh like the first season of the mandalorian came out last october and the second season comes out this october so they're like basically from release they're like a year till it's like shot and done yeah then that's pretty impressive yeah and it's basically like he cites like over 50 percent of like our filming is not done on location because we don't need it to be like it's done with a fucking giant 270 degree semicircular led wall and they just fucking render the, everything with like basically unreal engine yeah which is wild it's yeah, such it's... such amazing technology and i can't wait till like like you know you just you, we keep seeing these like leaps right like the first like major major leap being like with the avatar movies right and like that was the first like crazy wild leap into yeah. you know semi realistic cgi and then it's just you know they improved on it improved on it and yeah. then you get like the cgi like from like the avengers where you oh, have yeah. Robert Downey Jr. talking with like young Robert Downey Jr. just yep. doing like that kind of CGI render stuff, right? Same thing with yep. uh, Guardians Two yep. when they made Buddy fucking way younger, yeah, right. Yep. Like so, like that tech, like do we just keep pushing forward? And with this yep. new tech, this newer technology, like when they start like really honing it and making like improvements to it and like oh, getting yeah. it, getting her like right primed and dialed in. Oh man, the cost and production time on movies, I feel like, is just going to like dramatically drop. It'll be cut in half. Like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. And like, it's funny too because they cite in the subject, they're like, yeah, and especially like with this tech and being that we don't have to be on set and go places, they're like, we can still do this during the pandemic. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're like, it's a total win for everything, right? Like, it's, and like another cool thing they said is like, um they're like yeah the digital 3d environments that like we created and play back onto this like interactive led fucking circle wall um they're like we also edit that in real time during the shoot so like if we see something that doesn't work we just fucking edit something in through this fucking thing and it just changes and the actor sees it it's like fucking insane yeah it's pretty wild it's yeah it's that tech is fucking ridiculous yeah, exciting nonetheless. Another season of Mandalorian. I imagine that'll probably go for a few more. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Well, it yeah. seems to be quite the success for Disney, right? Like, yeah. That was, for a lot of people that I know anyway, that was the reason to hop in on a Disney Plus subscription. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, for a lot of people like me, it was a return to good Star Wars. Because um, a lot of those, you know, is like a real big diehard Star Wars fan. like all pretty much most of those new movies were dog shit and it was like wow okay this is where we're going and i was kind of like man fuck star wars like i'm just gonna live with my originals and enjoy that and then they came out with this and i was like oh that's actually a really good story so i'm like yeah star hey, wars but, is good again hey look on the bright side <laughs> the next trilogy is gonna be fucking done by the boys from game of thrones so hey, that that doesn't lend credence no, it doesn't. That was completely sarcasm. I have no fucking hope. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch it. But I... The Fuck. the last installment of the next Star Wars trilogy is going to be the most god-awful, rushed piece of shit. It's going to fucking rival 
how yeah, terrible yeah. any of the fucking episode one through three were. Yeah, get get prepared for like two really good movies where everyone's like, oh my god, this is amazing, and then get ready for like an absolute absolute fucking hatchet job of a third one, and everyone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. What the fuck? Well, and then in other fucking early filming news, the boys yeah. is gonna start filming early next year, so that's another win. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a win. And yeah, they they announced this by tweeting a picture of the fucking first episode script, which is already done. So I was yeah, like, hey. that's exciting. I I personally can't wait to see uh, Jensen Ackles fucking character yeah. in the show. Me too. I wanna I wanna know how he ties in. Mm-hmm. I hope it's not like um. I'm sure we'll talk about this when we talk about the boys, but... But, like, how... a Stormfront character? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or no, uh, the flame guy. Um, oh, Lamplighter. Yeah, where he came in and it wasn't, like, a whole lot. Yeah. He, uh, he like kind of I... comes in, like, near the middle of the season, and you only yeah. get him for, like, two episodes, and then that's his arc. Yeah, like, I kind of hope it's it's a little bit more that, like, or more uh, than that. Sorry. Yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. And well, yeah, I'm sure we'll definitely get into that when we yeah. start talking about what we watched this week. Yeah. But yeah, like I'm, yeah, fuck yeah. Hopefully that means the turnaround time for the next season of Boys will uh, be short. Yeah. God, I hope so. Yeah, me too. I'll lend you the wait between season one and two wasn't too bad. It saves right around a year. Mm-hmm. Year-ish, maybe a little more. No, it's definitely more than a year. Was it? Yep, because I remember burning through the entire first season when I was working in camp in northern BC. Oh, yeah. And that was at the beginning of summer. That would have been about June, July. And this one didn't come out till the the first three episodes didn't come out till the very end of August. Yeah, okay. So not like crazy. It wasn't like some of these other fucking shows that take a year and a half off. Yeah. Or two goddamn years. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah. It was a painful wait. It yeah. always it always hurts more when you're waiting for a good show. Yeah, that is true because you're just like, give me more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which another show that we're gonna get more of. The <sighs> Vow is getting a second season. I don't know how I feel about this. I'll be honest with you. Uh that's gonna totally depend on fucking tonight's episode, which is the last episode of the season. <sighs> and for me, I don't even know if it's gonna depend on that. Yeah, and it seems like. Uh, the second part is going to be set against the backdrop um, of the trial of Keith Rainier. See, like, I started watching the show, yeah, and I was into it. I was like, this yeah. is interesting. This is fascinating. And, you know, with each new episode, I got more and more intrigued. But yeah. as of the last few episodes, I and, and this is just my personal opinion, I feel like they're dragging their fucking feet and they ran out of, like, captivating material. Like, these last few episodes, to me, it feels like they take an idea, like, a aspect of, like, what they're investigating and talking about it, and they focus the whole episode on that aspect, which I'm fine with. But to me, the interest and the story behind that aspect, there isn't a whole lot to tell. So they fucking, you know, take this 10 to 15 minute intriguing piece of information or story arc, and they're like, okay, fuck. How do we turn this into a full hour? Yeah. And like I've been noticing and I don't know when this like switch flipped in my head, but as as I've been progressing through this series, the more I watch it, the more I'm like, 
okay, you've already talked about this. Like, tell me something new. Okay, I've already seen this. Like, I don't need to, I can't remember that woman's name. She's actually like the woman that we're looking at for this fucking article on Variety. Oh. Yeah, the girl who started the one in Vancouver. Yeah. If, yeah. If, I, I, if it helps any, I don't remember her name either. Yeah, and it's like, you know what? This was all rough, but like, yeah, I get it. You were branded and you felt violated and you don't want people to think bad of you. Like, I don't know how many times I need to hear that exact same fucking sob story and have it like echoed throughout this documentary. Like, I feel like she's just been repeating like the same core information every time she's on screen to the point yeah. where I like, I like tune her out now. And same with that, uh, that one celebrity whose daughter's in the cult that she's trying to get out. Oh yeah, yeah. Trying to get her daughter India out. It's like, yes, yeah. I get it. You're trying to get your daughter out. Yes, I get it. You feel like they've brainwashed her. And it's like everything that she says and everything that she does, it's just like a a repeat of everything she's done before. So like it's yeah, it's starting to bother me now when I watch that show because it's just like you're just like repeating everything. Like you're literally saying the same stuff you've already said. But yeah. you're changing the fucking camera angle and the backdrop in which you're saying it. So like I, I yeah. it's starting to irritate me, unfortunately, yeah. which is really disappointing because like the first half of this series, I was all in. I was like, this is fascinating. I'm right into it. And the last half, it's like it's like, yeah, yeah, you're just repeating the fucking first half. Like I know everything you just said, you've already said before. I don't need to hear it again. Like keep my intrigue going, please. I'm feigning interest here. Uh, yeah, fair enough. So, but yeah. that's that's just my personal feelings on that right now. So, I don't I don't know how I feel about a a second second series of it coming. Yeah, me neither. Um, like I guess the saving grace is like I, maybe in your case is like it it's maybe not going to focus on the people of the first season as much. Like it's maybe going to kind of focus on the trial and all that stuff. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably check it out just because I still enjoy the show. Yeah, realistically, but, uh, I will too. Yeah, um, but we'll see how it goes. So, but we'll talk a little bit more about the battle later. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that is about it for entertainment yeah. news this week. Yeah, pretty much. So, on what we watched, tell me about Supernatural. Oh man! Well, you're—I imagine you're still super fucking far oh. behind. Oh yeah, real far behind. Oh my god! I debated even putting this on the list because it's like fuck. Ben's like goddamn seasons behind at this point. No, but you know what? Like, if if there's something that like, just uh, go ahead with spoilers. It's not gonna hurt me. Uh there's not really like many like oh, like the... overt direct spoilers that like I feel I want to talk about. Oh okay. I'm like starting to get sad because like I've been a fan of the show forever. But, like, well, as a fan yourself, like, I'm sure you've seen it's like, okay, this is getting a little ridiculous, yeah. right? Like, yeah. the fact that, like, everybody on that fucking show who's ever died somehow gets brought back to life. Yeah, that's that it when feels I... feels like just a cheap fucking loophole cop-out when they run out of ideas. Yeah. They're like, let's just bring so-and-so back from the dead. Yeah, that's when I dropped it for a while is, like, because I think it got to a point where, like, pretty much every character but one character that I remembered came back to life. And I was like... You know what? As much as I love the show, I just need to take, to take a break. Um, and yeah. I haven't got back into it. So They've all come back. Yeah. So they've only aired two episodes now since they've uh, returned to television. Okay, yep. I've watched them both. Okay. And given that I think there's like four or five episodes left. Okay, yep. I 
because it would have been like a mid-season break, right? So I got the right. first half of the season where they kind of set up what's happening. Like this is the the season's yeah. story arc. You know, here's the bad guy. This is, you know, what happens if we don't stop the bad guy, that kind yep. of fucking thing. Yep. And what's been bothering me is the couple of episodes before they took their mid-season break and the two episodes that have aired since they've it's come back on on air aren't really fucking doing much to progress the overall story arc. Oh, which really? Which is kind of bothering me. Yeah. Like, they're still doing these, like, little side monster fucking quests yeah. where that occupies the whole story, and you get, like, yeah. a deeper feeling for the characters. And I'm all for character development to an yeah. extent, but the show's been on for so long, like, I don't need character development for yeah. Sam and Dean Winchester. Like, Not I anymore, know. No. I know who those characters are. I don't yeah. need character development for Castiel. I don't need character development for fucking... Yeah. I can't remember. Jack. Like, I don't I yeah. don't need that anymore. So, like, yeah. to have two episodes where, like, the two episodes don't really, like... And it, and it feels like a ripoff because they're, like, side stories. And somewhere in this side story, they will make mention of you know, the main story arc of the of the right. final season. Right. Where where it feels like a cop out where like that's that way of going like, oh no, look, we still acknowledge like this is the end game here, but we're still gonna do this like mini side story. Right. Yeah. So it's it's kinda irritating me. So like I think there was a total of in the last two episodes, they dedicated ten fucking minutes of the of the last episode that just aired on Thursday where they actually talk about like the problem that is the massive story arc of the fucking final season. Oh really? But they didn't do anything towards it. It was like no. they sat down and had a meeting with Amara for five minutes where Dean got upset with her because she doesn't care. Why would she? She's a fucking God. And like, that was it. And it's like, Oh my God. Like yeah. there's not that many episodes left and this is a big story arc. So like you can't, do this yeah. whole season story arc in one episode like i'm not yeah. sure what they're thinking yeah. like it's, i i'm really really worried that we're going to get to the final couple of episodes and it's going to feel rushed and if it feels rushed i'm going to feel cheated and i'm going to be super unhappy with the series finale yeah yeah because like i feel like that's kind of how that show has always been like i feel like the, the end game stuff is always rushed at the end yeah, but the problem is, is they've known forever that this is the end game. It's not like they got the news yeah. halfway through the season. By yeah. the way, boys, wrap her up. You're not getting another one. Yeah, like, they knew this going in. So. Yes, they before they even started this season, before they even started pre-production, before they even did the scripts, they knew yeah. this was going to be the last season. So there's absolutely no excuse for having this wrapped up poorly. Yeah, and like I, there's only a few episodes left. So if they don't fucking get their ass into gear. It's going yeah. to be a rush disaster, and that's it's going to upset me a little bit because, like, as yeah. someone who's a fan of the show, despite oh, yeah. all the ridiculousness and the quirkiness yep. and the oh, yeah. whatsoever, I'm I'm getting really fucking worried that they're not going to do this show justice for the end. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's my feelings towards it right now. Yeah, yeah, I'll eventually catch up on everything. It's just a matter of okay, I got to find time to get through like however many seasons I'm behind and finally finish the show off which who knows mm -hmm. when that'll be but but yeah hmm interesting yeah I'm curious to hear your thoughts on where this goes concerned yeah my thoughts are concerned I'm deeply concerned 
Yeah. I'm excited to hear your updates over the weeks. Hmm. I'll keep you posted. Fair enough. Right. The boys. So yeah, yeah. You I'm assuming you finally caught up and wrapped her all up. Yep. Yeah, finished her off. So all right. Well, let's just throw this out there right now for anyone who's listening. Major fucking spoilers. Cause I'm yeah. gonna, we're gonna talk about everything. I'm not holding anything out. Yep. Yeah, it's a fair warning. Okay, thoughts go. I really liked it. Um, yeah, I was pretty happy. Yeah. I uh, like I don't have uh very many complaints, if any. Like it was kind of more of the boys. Um I liked where the stories went for the most part. Um Yeah. Yeah, it, it was good. I'm like a few like I that lamplighter character, I was kinda hoping he was gonna be a little bit more involved and turned out he wasn't. Yeah, and I, that was a bummer for me too because I can't remember the actor's name, but I I like that yeah. actor. Yeah, I like too. I've liked a lot of things I've seen him in, and then when I saw that he was going to be playing Lamplighter, I was like, oh nice. Yeah, me too. Um, and that was just was incredibly like, short lived. It was like two episodes. Um, the other thing I thought, uh, kind of in that same vein, I thought uh, we're going to get more Black Nora. Like we got a little bit of him, like more than we did in season one, but like also not all like that much more and i was kind of like oh, i kind of want to see more and I like think it's a, a slow build up for uh, him. yeah i could see that i personally the whole black nor thing really disappointed me to be honest not yeah. in the sense of his uh like how how much screen time he had but like the character of black nor I, i'm genuinely a little bummed out that black that they're not basing the show black nor off the comic book black nor yeah see i could go either way like when you told me like kind of what that character was in the show like or in the comic books i was kind of like eh. i, I oh, don't know how well that would work on the show i think it would have worked out super well because they I wouldn't think... have to reveal that right now right like you could just no. keep letting it go and then like that could be a season three twist where it's like oh shit the guy yeah. that we have as a contingency to stop homelander turns out he's a fucking bigger piece of shit than fucking homelander now we have two massive superpowered pieces of shit that we have to figure out how to deal with. Fuck, that's just that just gives you fucking years and years, like seasons upon seasons of fucking story to try and work through. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I could go either way on it. Like if they well, did it cool. If if they didn't, yeah. Well, and I just th- I think it would have made for a more interesting like plot line down the road as opposed to how they're setting it up now cuz obviously the setup now is with fucking Butcher's not son slash son. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. obviously, he's Homelander's biological son, but Butcher's going to now fucking... Well, Butcher's not because he dropped him off at the agency. But obviously, they're yeah. setting it up where this kid is now going to be the contingency plan to fucking take on Homelander when the time comes. Yeah. And it just feels like, I don't know, cheap. Yeah. I think it depends how they do it. I mean, where it goes, yeah, yeah. It's it's hard for me to say because like I'm I'm I like I don't have strong thoughts on on how they did it uh, like right now. But like if next season they like bring out some of those things and like it doesn't work for them, then I could be like, okay, yeah, yeah, fuck, that sucked. But mm-hmm. like I haven't seen where these these decisions, I guess, have like grown to fruition yet. So like I, I yeah. Yeah, I, w- I would have been, I'm a little bummed. I'm like, I like the way it all ended for Stormfront, but a little bummed yeah, that too. it was 
that quick of an ending because like with her essentially being you know the former wife of a nazi mad scientist like to yeah. explore you know like her plan and to see who else is like covertly in the shadows working with her to bring back some kind of like nazi superhero fucking frontline kind of thing like that whole yeah. that whole nazi thing i think would have been an interesting premise i can i can understand why it was only in the span of like two or three episodes we learned she was a nazi and then she gets fucking killed just because like there's a lot of like you know people out there that are super woke and stuff and that's insensitive to make nazi kind of shit but at the same time i bet they bring it back next season because um that supernatural dude uh, like he plays a superhero that was like right around her time like a dude that fought the nazis so i I bet he plays into that somehow Uh, i i i bet that they'll mention his backstory but i'm like here's my fucking guess that you can take to the bank right now you're not gonna have any sort of nazi involved in the plot going forward from here maybe you'll like hear callbacks to the fact that stormfront was a nazi or you'll hear uh oh yeah this person fought the nazi like you'll hear the whole like nazi thing in passing or anything or maybe it's a call out but there will be nothing having to do with the nazis that'll be like pertaining to the legit story going forward yeah that's fair and like to be honest like i'm all right with that like if they're kind of going to do like maybe some different kind of story arcs each season i'm I'm totally all right with that too yeah, like, well, depending on what they are but well yeah i'm definitely curious to see where they go with the second one because you know they all got their names cleared they all got yeah. to go their separate rays but the boys is about the boys so yeah. like i'm just like in my head thinking like how do they get them to all come back together like because you'd be hard pressed to get like uh oh yeah the big dude who finally got to yep. go back to his family like oh yeah for sure he had to run away and hide and stay yeah. away from them for so long you're going to be yeah. hard pressed to get him to you know get involved in anything where he yeah, has so to we'll, give up his family again right yeah so what's that like event that like brings them all back into the fold right like who yeah. dies right like who's going to die out of that group to bring them together is my bet like what one of those core people in the boys dies to like get them to come back and go yeah we need to fuck up some soups mm-hmm. right who knows how they're actually going to do it, but yeah, like something's got to happen to get all of those people to go, oh yeah, right, we got to go fuck people up. Yeah, there's one other thing that bothered me. Yep, what's up? And that was, you know, the pretty much like near the very end of the last episode, you see the head of that fucking weird church, he gets off the phone, then his head explodes. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the camera kind of pans out, and you see the fucking, that governor chick or senator or whatever. Yep. And she's got the clouded eyes, and then they go back to normal. Yeah. You find out she's the head exploder person. Yeah. Okay, so here's what bothers me about that. Given that scene, clearly, in order for her to explode heads, her power to explode heads makes her eyes go cloudy. Okay, yep. So now, rewind back to the courtroom scene where she blows up all those goddamn heads. She's sitting dead center on the Senate fucking panel with cameras everywhere and you're going to tell me nobody noticed her eyes go cloudy and then heads start exploding. Yeah. Uh, like, to it, me, it's, that's, it's to a me, small I don't fucking care. Detail, <laughs> yeah. Right. But like, cause I'm, I mean, it's hard to fucking hammer a, a show like this for not being realistic uh, yeah. given the fact it's about superheroes. Uh, yeah. But continuity is just something that like, 
that's as soon as I saw that, I'm like, her eyes went cloudy. And then I started thinking, I'm like, she was in front of several cameras, like picture cameras and video cameras and head started exploding. So like someone would have had a camera on her. How did nobody notice that her eyes rolled into the back of her fucking head and then head started exploding? Like to me, that's just something. No. Yeah. Yeah. For most people, they, they're not going to care. But to me, it's just like, I feel like that was something that if you're going to fucking play it off that way, then don't make her eyes go cloudy. Like I get like yeah. this was you going, hey, look, her eyes are cloudy. She's the head exploder. But yeah. if you're going to explain it off that way, like you need to have continuity. Yeah. And uh, like in my mind, like I'm like I it, it just doesn't bother me in the slightest because it's like, yeah, they needed a reason for her to show that I guess she did it or whatever. And yeah, continuity. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, that one doesn't bother me, but it it, it didn't like kill anything for uh, me. Yeah. It was just like something I noticed, and I was like, "That's a little irritating." Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I've I've definitely had times where it's like some minor thing that probably no one else sees, and I'm just like, "Really?" <laughs> yeah. So, fair enough. I, I get that. So it's yeah, but overall, like I I really enjoyed that season. Um, yeah, it's still one of the best shows out there right now. Yeah. yeah without I think... a doubt. I think I like going into season two. I was like, I just want more of the boys, um, and they delivered that. Um, so like overall, I'm very happy with it because I was like, that's what I wanted. I wanted more of the boys, and they did it. So, yeah, absolutely. I stand up job. Can't wait for the third season. Yeah, me too. So, so yeah. And then you watched more Archer. More Archer. I don't yeah. really have a whole lot to say other than the fact that, like, if anyone was turned off by all of the stupid fucking dream sequence seasons, it is time to get back on board with Archer because we are back. Archer is yeah. back. We are back to good, original, Archer. funny Archer. Yeah, and that's, like, I'll probably get back into it at some point because I was one of those people that they started doing those weird seasons and I was just like... Fuck this. This is not what I want out of Archer. So I just stopped watching. So I think I might just pick up where this season started and just kind of forget about those in-between seasons. And totally fine, because honestly, as of right now, I think there's four or five episodes out that I've seen. Yep. And uh, there hasn't been any, like, like you don't really. outs Yeah, with yeah. no, like, inside jokes where it's like, oh, if you didn't watch the Archer Tropical Island fucking one, you're not going to understand this. Right. Like, you can totally, like. Yeah forget just, about those seasons and not yep. really lose anything yep it, it's like they fucking hit the it's like they were like going down a certain path and they're like oh yeah it turns out this didn't work and they hit the fucking reset button we're good to go again that being said though as someone like i did watch all the seasons and like i'm if you want to fucking skip all the dream seasons by all means do it for you however and i can't remember which season it is there is a season of archer where he's like it's another one of his he's in a coma dream sequences ones Okay. But yep. it's like set in the eighties and it's like LA Noir detective archer. Okay. Maybe and I'll I, watch that. I one. think that one would be up your alley. <laughs> oh, the rest it, of them it, are pretty fucking trashy. But for you, because I really know you like that that whole genre yeah. and that yeah, that would be yeah. that would be something I think you would still enjoy that season. Okay. I'll, Aside so, from that, yeah. skip the rest and go right yeah. back. Go right to this season of Archer. Yeah, I'll check out that season just because I had no idea they did one of those. So I'll probably watch that um at some point too. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And that, that's really all I have to say about Archer. No. Okay. Well, I'm glad it's like still good. And, and now I know I can go back to Archer and have good Archer. 
Yeah, and it's been it's been good. It's been real good. I'm so happy with it now. That makes me happy because when that show was good, it was real good. So I'm glad it's good again. Mm -hmm. And then you finished all of Utopia. I did. I did. Okay, I watched like three episodes. Oh, you're only three deep. Yeah, mm. I just watched watched the first three, and yeah, it was all right. Like I, I'm not as hot on it as you are, but but I was like, yeah, I still want to see where this goes, so like I'll finish it. Um, but yeah, there's like, definitely some slow episodes. Like, there's no denying that. But like, come on, that first fucking episode, like that that didn't like get you right into it. No, like, you were way more hot on that first episode than, than I was. Like, it was good. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not shitting on it. But, I like, when I finished it, I wasn't like, oh, that was the greatest, you know, opening to a TV show I've ever seen. I was like, that that was a solid episode. Like, it got me intrigued. It got me in there. I want to know more, and I watched two more episodes, you know. So it did that, but I didn't come away from it being like, oh, my God. Like, I definitely didn't have the reaction you did. But it's still really good. Like, it was still really good. Fair enough. I mean, sometimes we have differing opinions, right? Like, I didn't think that that episode of The Leftovers was in was in the top list for the best episodes of all time. Oh, yeah. But yeah. that one, like, just resonated with you. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, But, like, yeah. and like I said, like, I, I, I don't think it's bad. Like, I've, it's definitely one of the better, um, like, pilots to a show I've seen in a long time. Like, it's definitely very good, but I just didn't have that same reaction that you did, but... But that's, it is a very good pilot. Fair. Like it, it gets you in the door. It gets you intrigued. Where you're just like, okay, what is going on? I want to know, like, what's happening. They do a very good job of getting you invested. Where you're just like, I want to, I want to know what these people are. Yeah, and I want to know what they're doing. And hence why I watched two more episodes. And then I was like, okay, I kind of get where this is going. I'll watch it. I'll finish it at some point. I was like, this is, this seems all right. So what 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 happens like throughout and towards the end of season three, just so I know where to not um, fucking talk. Let me just pull up um, an episode. Like I'm trying to remember. And what was the last thing you remember? Um, that did they all escape with Jessica Hyde? Yes, and then she shot um that the one chick girl. Yeah. Okay, so that and... that's that's really all I needed to know because okay. one of the things I wanted to bring up was like I thought it was absolutely wild how like they set it up in that first episode like hey, these are the characters. These are going to be the main characters that you're going to get to know throughout the season, right? And then they just start fucking dying off pretty quickly. Yeah, they uh they definitely take the Game of Thrones approach that way where yeah. they're just yeah. like, "Hey, here are the characters we want you to get invested in." And then Two episodes later, we're gonna like just kill one off right in front of you in like a really brutal way, and people are just like, "Oh, okay, right." Yeah, like fucking Arby's fucking partner there in the bunker when he gets the axe yeah. on the fucking head. I was like, "Oh, yeah. thought yeah. I was gonna be seeing more of him." Like he looked yeah. like he was the good counterweight to the fucking shy yeah. guy. Yeah. And yeah. then same thing, blonde girl. I thought she was gonna be a pivotal character in the whole yeah. show, and she just turns around and fucking poof, right in the head. Yeah, because they kind of wrote her as like the leader of the team almost like she yeah. organized getting them all here and i was like okay so you're like the, you're, the, the focal point here. you're like the velma of this group or whatever and then yeah just shot right in the fucking back of the head i was like hey, okay all right <laughs> where are we going like uh yeah 
so it's like and that's like why i'm still interested in uh seeing where this goes because i'm like okay like it's it's got that thing where it's like okay they're clearly not afraid to kill some people right and shake things up so like where are they gonna go like i'm I'm curious where they where they go with it um, yeah so i I I finished it and I ended up I really thoroughly enjoyed it and I loved how throughout the whole season they blur this line where like is this like is this fantasy or is this fiction kind of thing right like yeah, you're yeah. talking about the comics and then they talk about you know home and this other world called utopia so like you you're trying to figure out throughout the show like okay is this show going to present like there actually is like another universe called utopia like, yeah. is this, like, a parallel universe thing with some kind of magic and time travel and shit? Or, or is it not? And like, Or is it this weird hybrid where, like, somehow the dude that writes these can fucking tell future events from it or whatever, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and when you get to the end and you find out, like, what is actually happening, I think you're going to be like, oh, shit, okay, all right. Yeah. At least that's how I felt. I was like, oh fuck, once I finally like I get to the end and you see what all these things mean and what's what and who's who and like what is actually taking place, I was like, oh damn, I did not fucking see that coming. Okay. And they play it up like pretty much until the fucking end where you're like you're you're one you're still wondering like is it magical? Is it a special world? Are these like unique people, future tellers, right? Like Yeah. And then yeah, you'll get to the end and you're like, "Huh. Didn't see that coming." <laughs> that 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 uh that gives me hope cuz like I I haven't got a sense at least in what I've watched so far that like they're going in that like, "Oh, there's this uh, you know, alternate dimension." Like I haven't got that sense uh yet. Like I've more so just been like the sense I've got is like, "Okay, is this some like weird coincidence kind of thing where it's like people are just obsessed about this comic or is it like some a weird person that can predict the future or something so yeah well and yeah. and maybe as it goes through you'll fucking pick up and clue in and be like oh i know what's happening i didn't there throughout the whole season i kept going like is this a coincidence is kept this a parallel it. universe like is there something involved here like yeah. kept kept you on your toes yeah yeah that's, so I, that's I, uh, good. I was pretty yeah. happy with it i can't wait for another season as, I, as far as i'm concerned personally it was another fucking slam dunk for uh, yeah. Amazon. So do they set it up um, like that there's going to be another season? Oh, definitely. Kind of thing? Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited to watch more of it at some point because I, like, I, I, I got interested about it because I was like, oh, I'll check. It's because I think you were just like, I just watched the first episode and see what it does for you. And I was like, okay. So I watched the first episode and I was like, oh, I'll watch a few more of these and then I'll come back to this one when I clear some other stuff off my plate. So mm -hmm. it definitely took me off guard um, with how graphic it is. Uh, it didn't really take me that. Cause I feel like uh, watching the boys on Amazon and watching um, hunt that hunter's show where they hunt Nazis. Like that's very graphic too. Yeah. I don't mean so, it took me off guard in the sense oh. that Amazon has a graphic show, but it was like watching that first episode. Like you see like, okay, yeah, but he gets a, statue shoved through his hand and you know people get shot in the head but i mean i don't count that as graphic like i feel like that's oh, pretty right, right. standard for like actiony stuff right but, like in the second episode when they're like pouring fucking salt and bleach into his eye oh, and, like yeah, yeah. watch them spoon it out and yeah there's another scene where like they take knives and like split like eyelids in half 
and like you actually see it happen and like that kind of shit. I was like, oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. I get what you're saying there. So mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that the season works for you, and that gives me hope that like I'll probably end up enjoying the season as well. So because it's, I, I still enjoy it. So I'm sure I won't like get to the end and be like, oh, this is horseshit. Um, but yeah, I just gotta get around to finishing some other stuff, and then, which I didn't, didn't. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Oh, so we're both finished Raised by Wolves. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> um, I have come to the conclusion that we, I think we've talked about this before. I think it has the Nicolas Cage problem. I think that's either like the greatest show ever or it's the worst and no one knows. And I don't even think the show knows. Nah, after, <laughs> after finally finishing the very last episode, I've come to the conclusion it sucks. Fair enough. I... I don't know if it sucks or not, like, but at the same time, I still don't know if I like it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm leaning towards the side of not liking it. Like, okay, like fucking spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched it. But like the whole she fucking gives birth through her mouth to a fucking flying snake. That was it for me. I was like, nope, nope. Uh-uh. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, and I watched that and I was like, huh. I was like, okay, huh? Like I was kind of like, all right. So there's now uh, a flying space snake rolling around this planet. I was like, and, uh, and not not <laughs> even that, but like the fucking episode, like her and father jump in that spaceship, and they're like, cool. Yeah. We don't know this planet very well, and in previous episodes, we just know these are holes. Somehow they have this fucking knowledge now that the holes go to the center of the Earth, full of lava. But they didn't in, in previous episodes, so that kind of little continuity yeah. thing that irritated me. But okay, they fucking straight up say that the snake needs to feed off of fluids to like grow. They're flying the spaceship down. They both pass out from the fucking extreme heat. I'm guessing, which doesn't seem to affect the snake at all. And somehow this little baby, because it's not a very big snake yet, somehow at that point this snake with no arms or legs—it's literally a flying snake is able to turn the spaceship around before it hits the lava and perfectly fly this fucking ship back yeah. out through the goddamn hole? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They they made some decisions in that show. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then, I'm not even done there, man. Like, first and foremost, when he's flying down the hole, like, father, his hands are shaking. Like, you can tell he's struggling to, like, fly this ship at a decent you know, trajectory into this hole. And this fucking, obviously, can, uh, fucking, what's it called? ESP or whatever. Like, obviously, through some psychic fucking powers, this snake can control ships. Flies it out of the hole. And granted, while they were going in the hole, it pretty much drained as much as it could from Mother. And it was still a relatively small snake. The ship goes up into the air. Mother and Father bail the fuck out. The snake has not ingested anything else, and all of a sudden the spaceship crashes, and this thing is massive. Like it went more than uh, grew like more than a thousand times in fucking size. Yeah. yeah. What? And then just fucking floats away and end yeah. credits. <laughs> yeah, and that that killed it right there. I'm done with this fucking show. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I don't think I'm like on your page where I'm like totally like rating off the show, but like I'm. 
I still don't know if I like it. So it's like, I'll check out one episode of the second season and see where it goes. It, more so just out of, like, curiosity. But, yeah. I, I, that that show made some decisions. And... Okay, well, be, being <sighs> a, being a, a science fiction show in space, futuristic, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. I give it certain allowances for, oh, like, yeah, ridiculous, for sure. right? Because like, yeah. you can't base anything in reality. Oh, yeah. But I yeah. always have a problem with continuity. And there are so many continuity errors that were presented in that episode that really yeah. irked me. And the other one being the fact that mother and father fucking land on this planet and they tell you in the first episode that there's no one on this planet. That this is like a vacant, empty planet and it is like just barely suitable for having human life. And then for several episodes after that, mother's flying around scanning and not seeing anything anywhere nearby. And this is a fucking android that can go a thousand feet in the air and scan for like miles and miles and miles. Not seeing any signs of fucking life, human life, nothing like that. And then all of a sudden you get to the last episode and that fucking, that dude who stole Buddy's face and is pretending to be a fucking oh, yeah, yeah. god is speaking to him. All of a sudden stumbles across a group of people that are actually living on this fucking planet. Yeah, what? and like, I feel like that's easy, easily enough explained by like, oh, something was just out of range or a scanner didn't pick it up. Like, that part doesn't bother me as much, but... Except for the fact that they were all in that same vicinity and he was near that fucking statue, which was not far from where, like, Mother's, like, little home home oh. area was set up. And he loses his mind around that fucking temple and just vaguely kind of wanders very far. Now... I'm not going to sit here and, like, calculate because, like, they don't show enough. But, like, there's no way that that motherfucker traveled far enough to stumble onto these people. That that was outside of Mother's fucking, like, fucking 20-mile eye-scanning range on top of the distance that she was flying. There's yeah. no way that these people were outside of that, that range. Yeah, fair enough. And I also really don't like how that little girl Talia is running around and you never figure out what the fuck that thing is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I had questions that weren't answered. I had lots of continuity errors where they, like, set it up where, like, this is how it's going to go. And then at the very last episode, they're like, you know what? I know we told you that, like, you know, like, in a movie, you basically create rules for that universe. Yeah. And they're just blindly breaking them. And yeah. it's insulting to me because I'm like... Well, if you could have done this, why didn't you do it before? Like, you could have, if you can scan and see people, how did you not see these people? You're a super fucking android. Yeah, and I feel like, like, at least a, a good, um, like, movie or show when it sets those rules, it's fine to break them, like, break your continuity if it, if you pull it up in a way that it, it kind of sets up, like, oh, it, it resolves this story and it works really well and people are like, oh, that... Like, I'm totally into that storyline. Like, I think that's when it works. But if you're not good enough to break your own rules and then, like, the solution to breaking those rules is, like, meh, then, like, that's where it falls apart, right? Yeah. Because, like, I, mo movies and shows break their rules all the time. And if they do it well, like, it's fine and, like, no one really bats an eye. It's when they break those rules and then they don't pull off the result of that, like, which is what this show did, right? Where it's just like, oh, okay that that's why you decided to do that huh yes i i should clarify yeah. i'm not opposed to like people breaking their own fucking uh, yeah just their do own story rules and stuff like that but there has it, to be do it good yeah 
yeah. you do it good there has to be yeah. a logic or an explanation or like legit reasoning like something to back up how and why you broke that rule yeah but like so like for the snake and the fucking ship thing to me it's not like a, oh we broke this rules and this is explained and that's understandable to me it's like obviously we need mother and father to attempt to kill this thing so let's fly it into the center of the fucking planet yeah. Ah, shit. You know what? We need this snake. It's going to be pivotal to season two. Yeah. It's going to be the nemesis, and these kids have to figure out how to take down the snake. So we need it alive. How do we get the snake, which is about to die, back onto Earth so we can use it as like a villain in the next season? Oh, I know. The snake will fly the ship out of the hole. Problem solved. No, there's no fucking backstory, no explanation, nothing as to how that fucking pans out. Unless the unless they explain that in season two, but something tells me they're just not going to. I don't think yeah. they're gonna fucking address it at all. I think there's if just they gonna were, be a giant floating snake. If they uh if they were smart, they would resolve it in season two and then people would be like, Okay, that's fine, like that's okay, that's why they did that, but something tells me they're not going to. I don't think they are either. Yeah. So I went that whole season going, I don't know if I like this. It could be good, it could be bad, I have no idea, and now I'm at the point where I'm like, Nope, I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm still at the point Personally. where, like, I'm, like, I'm leaning to- more towards, like, I'm not a fan of it, but, like, at the same time, I'm, like, I'm still just curious curious enough that I'll check out the first episode of season two, and that'll probably be the, the straw that breaks, where I'm just, like, eh, maybe I'm just not going to finish watching this, or I'm just, like, eh, all right, let's go down this road again, but, yeah, I don't know. That's a fucking weird show. Yeah. Well... If you, when the next season comes out, if you watch it, fucking keep me posted. Yeah. I'm, I'm not paying any attention to that fucking thing anymore. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I totally get that. So. Yeah. yeah. Raised by I, wolves. Ugh. They made some fucking decisions, and yeah, some of them maybe work, and well, let's just say maybe a lot of them don't. I don't even know mm-hmm. if it's fair to say they made some decisions. Mm-hmm. I feel like it got to the point where they're like, all right, guys, plot ideas. Everyone throw them out. We'll write them on a piece of paper and we'll put them in a hat. And then <laughs> Everyone we'll draw, take one. Yeah, yeah, we'll draw one of these out of the fucking hat. That's we'll how it felt a, at the end. But We'll have a lottery. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. As far as shows that I watched that I did like, there's a new series, and I can't remember if it's Showtime or fucking HBO or where, but it's a documentary. It's called The Comedy Store, and it is about the very famous comedy store in L.A. Okay, yeah. And it has been super fascinating so far. Yeah. 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 They've only got two episodes out, but it's wild. Cause like the whole premise is it's a documentary by a dude who like got his start at the comedy store and then became an actor and then he became a director right. and a producer. And I can't remember his name. If you saw like, if you saw his name, maybe it wouldn't ring a bell. If you saw him and saw like the movies he was in, you'd be like, Okay, yeah, I've seen that guy. Like right. he's not like top tier by any means. But you probably recognize him. Yeah. But he yeah. goes on to tell the story of the comedy store, like how it became the comedy store at the beginning like it used to be an old russian nightclub which was actually like a famous russian club that was actually featured in like cartoons in the 50s and shit because it was a hot spot in la yeah and then yeah mitzi and her husband buy it it turned turned into a comedy club and like that's where so many people get their launch oh yeah that's iconic yeah that was home to like richard pryor that was home to sam kinnison like these big names they started at the comedy store and lots of names are still launching off there. Like oh, Wendy yeah. Cummins, that was her yep. fucking break. Burt Kreischler, yep. Tom Segura, yep. Andrew Santino, like some of the big, big oh, yeah. heavy hitters in comedy right now. 
that's where they got their start. So it's like interesting to see the early days of the comedy store and like they're doing it kind of like in a chronological thing. So the the first two episodes so far have been more centered around the older days, but then they also dip into like how things are now. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And like, it's just wild. Like one of the things that blew my mind, because I've actually heard a lot of a fair amount about the comedy store. Because I listen to like Joe Rogan's podcast. Okay. I listen to Tom Segura, Burt Kreischler and Andrew Santino's podcasts. And they tell stories of the comedy store because they're still like regulars. Right. Yeah, for sure. But like, it's such a high demand hotspot that they have a thing called the Monday potluck where you fucking line up Monday starting at like, I don't know, 10 in the morning to sign your name up on a list. Okay. And like on Mondays, hundreds of people will show up, get in line and wait for their turn to put their name on this list. And then in the middle of the afternoon, the guy who runs the comedy club will like pull 14 names at random. And those 14 names are the ones who get to go on the stage that night and do like two or three minutes of an open mic night. Okay. And that's like, cool. it's always sold out, but that's how you get your break at the comedy yeah. store. And like yeah. Whitney Cummings, cause they also like, while they're doing all this, they interview everyone too. Like they oh, interview, yeah. they've sit downs with like all the big comics that have been there and still go there. Like Jim Carrey, like he's, oh, they yeah. interview him a bunch and uh, David Letterman and stuff. Yep. And uh, it was just like, yeah, the whole thing was just incredibly interesting. There was, there's one story that like really got me into it. And I'd never heard of this dude before. But his name was Freddie Prince, but with like a like P R I N Z E. Okay, yep. And so he was in a bunch of like sitcoms and stuff like that, like in the seventies or eighties, like in the taxi days kind of thing. Like Andy Kaufman era. Okay, yep. Yep. But uh so he got his break at that comedy store and then went on um Johnny Carson, and that's like really where he started to blow up. And he was just a kid, he was like eighteen years old. And, like, kind of not overnight, but pretty quickly became, like, a huge sensation where he was, like, given comedy pilots. And he was on the cover of, like, every, you know, teen magazine and stuff like that. And, like, men wanted to be him. Girls wanted to be with him. That kind of thing. Like, a teen heartthrob. Yep. And he fucking... He was, like, so used to all this, like, fame and everyone wanting to be with him and stuff and being on the cover of magazines. And then shortly after that, John Travolta came on the scene. And John Travolta all of a sudden was like on all of the magazines and everyone wanted to be around John Travolta, not as a comic, but like this when he was breaking out acting. And he got so jealous that he wasn't like the center of attention anymore. He grabbed one of his buddies who was also like a comic that was on the fucking rise from the comedy store and tells him he's like, can you fucking believe this? Like John Travolta, like he's on the cover, all the magazines like that should be me. That should be me. This is bullshit. He's like, we're going to go shoot him. We're going to go fucking shoot John Travolta. <laughs> so he gets his, him and his buddy get in a car and his buddy thinks he's just fucking around. And they actually go to like this apartment complex, literally where John Travolta's <laughs> living and buddy like shoots three, like has a bow and arrow with him <laughs> and fucking fires three arrows into John Travolta's door. Like with the intent of like, getting John Travolta to come out and like hit him with a fucking arrow. And then like his buddy's like, Oh, we got to get the fuck out of here. And they end up running away. But like, that was like a legit story. And then they even show like the LAPD police report that John Travolta filed because he heard odd sounds and opened his door and there was three fucking arrows stuck (laughs) through his door. (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah. It's wild. It's, it's, It's been like super, super like 
stand-up comedy isn't like i'm not like a fucking diehard like that's not yeah. my life my world kind of thing but like the yeah. whole to see all these like young people get their up and coming and yeah yeah even like the one that shocked me is like i heard a lot of these people got their start at the comedy store you yeah. know who else who used to be a regular there who's kind of a big fucking deal what mike michael keaton oh yeah and Michael Keaton is in this documentary talking about his time at the comedy store and yeah. like sharing stories and experiences he had. It's yeah, the whole thing's pretty fucking wild. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it so far. Yeah, I'll probably check it out just because I think like uh, the fascinating part of like like I'm the same way. Like I'm I'm not really in the stand up. Like I don't watch it all that often. Um, but like the origins of like iconic things. Like even if you d- like likely don't like someone like me like i'm not like huge into the stand-up comedy but i know the comedy story like i know what that is mm-hmm. you know so like the stories of like how these this iconic place like grew to be the the place that we know now like yeah of course there's gonna be fascinating stories there right so yeah it's definitely like very interesting historically but it's also interesting to just see like how it all works like you know yeah, like yeah. one of the reasons i loved entourage so much is like albeit part of it was like fake and parody but like at its core entourage was like this is kind of how like the movie industry works like this is behind the scenes yeah which really got me into it and that this comedy store is kind of doing that for me it's like yeah Yeah. sure you go to a comedy store you sit down you watch someone do stand up and you leave you don't think anything of it but like here's Here's what happens behind the stage here's what happens with this and this and Here's the logistics of it, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's it's I've I've been finding it very fat and very informative and extremely fascinating thus far. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably check check it out at some point, especially because it's like this limited docu series that I could like binge in a day or something like that. I'll I'll probably mm-hmm. check it out because I always like hearing like the behind the scenes of stuff. Like I'm I'm always super fascinated with that, so I'll check it out. That's cool because I I had no idea that was a thing. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I just stumbled across it at random after I finished watching Raised by Wolves and was like, oh, I really need to watch something that's good. And you're just like, eh, let's check this out. Yeah, I was like, oh, new on Crave, check out the Comedy Store. I was like, oh, okay. nice. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that that that's good because it sounds like something I'd totally check out. So, yeah, yeah, and. We already kind of talked about the vow earlier a little bit, but so I don't know if there's much we want to add to it. But yeah, other no, than, I, I pretty much gave you my fucking yeah take on how that was panning out. Uh, yeah, and I like I I probably don't feel like as strong about that as you, but I definitely am at the point where it's like okay, like like a good documentary, like episodic one, like each episode kind of like you know, gives you that new piece of evidence where you're just like, oh, shit, right? You know, and I, I feel like the, the ratio of them introducing, like, the bombshells versus just, like, hey, here's the story of these people in this, you know, fucked up sex cult, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like the ratio is pretty skewed now. Um, whereas, like, the first half of that uh, show was, like, that's where the bombshells were, where you're like, okay, like, that seems shady, and then they're like, oh, yeah, and then we got branded, and you're like, oh, shit, you know, and it's like stuff like that and now they're kind of in the aftermath of that which yeah like i get it you know because it's from day one this documentary has kind of been more about like the people in it um at least that's what i've that's the tone i've gotten is like it's that's kind of how it's been 
but there was still lots of good stuff where you're like oh shit like here's the new bombshell and now it like seems like it's kind of getting over that hump and going back down into like okay so now here's like some aftermath right and i'm like i still enjoy it but yeah it's it's not yeah it's 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 started up strong and it just it feels like it's kind of dipping down a bit yeah like i think in the first half i probably would have been like oh this is like definitely one of the like better docuseries i've seen in like in like a a while like it's it's definitely up there and now that i'm starting to get like the complete picture of it and mind you there's one more tonight but i'm kind of like okay like uh that tone is now shifted to like okay this is a totally serviceable all right little docuseries right yeah so yeah. it's like it started off going like oh this is like really good like this will be kind of up there in the years like you know my in the fucking like probably 30 docuseries i watch in a year like this might be up there and then now i'm just kind of like eh, eh, that's another one of those so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah for sure yeah but like i i'll still watch the new episode and i still enjoy watching it but it's not the same claim to fame that i had it a few weeks ago so yeah 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 fair enough that's yeah and that's that's kind of why i said i was like well second another season like yeah i'll probably check it out but i don't know if i don't know if i'm as thrilled about another season now as i would have been <laughs> yeah a while too. ago right yeah and i'm the same way i mean the i think i said it before like one of the things that like gives me a little bit of like like a little bit more intrigue is like that it's it seems to be taking place on like the trial. It's like okay, then that could be in- interesting enough. Well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, it's still it's still decent, but it's not it's not what it was when it started. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then I also checked out another HBO uh, movie, actually, not a show. Um, Bad Education with Hugh Jackman and Allison Janney. Oh yeah, how's that? It was actually really good. It was really good. It was a story about um like a superintendent of like a kind of private school in the states and how him and kind of Allison Janey like embezzle and take like millions of dollars um of like public school money and kind of how they get caught kind of thing. So it's like one of those stories. Um and yeah, it was really good. Like Hugh Jackman and Allison Janey were both great as always. Um so like they don't disappoint. Like, they're as solid as ever in this. Um, and it's HBO quality, so it's, like, a totally good movie. Like, kind of one of those, like, tell-all, like, real story of how this criminal thing happened. Like yeah. It's, it's a really good one of those. Um, so. I definitely recall, like, hearing about it, and then I kind of just forgot about it. Yeah, and that was kind of my same thing, and then I was just, browsing to find something to watch on friday and i was like oh bad education i was like i remember hearing about this but never checked it out when it first came out and i was like all right well i'll give this a shot and yeah i was like totally solid like one of those stories um like there's not much more to it than that i guess like if if you're into those stories of like hey here's you know this true story of how someone fratted out someone you know it's hugh jackman allison janey as good as ever you know and it's it's written well enough that it it tells the story good um so if you're into those check it out right so yeah yeah other than that without going like super deep into the whole movie but 
but yeah, it's it's one of those, and it's totally good. So if if you're in the mood for one of those and you're browsing and you see it, eh, maybe check it out. Yeah, I might have to have a little boo with that. Yeah, yeah. Like I wouldn't say like, oh, run out and watch it. You know, the second you you need something to watch, but if you see it and you're in the mood for one of those, yeah, throw it on. I All thought right it was then. totally serviceable for one of those. So good to know. Yeah. So that's that's all I got for that movie. It was solid. All right. Well, the last thing that I watched, which I just stumbled across, I I watched the trailer, but I couldn't remember when it was coming out, and then just happened to stumble across it on Netflix when I was in bed, and I was Burt Kreischer's The Cabin. Which is uh, Burt Kreisler's a stand-up comedian. Yep. For those who don't know. I didn't know, so thank you for that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, stand-up comedian. He's friends in part of that world with Joe Rogan and Tom Segura and a few oh, others. Yeah. And so, I know nothing about that world, so I'm like, oh, I don't okay. know who this is. That's fair. He's a, he's yeah. a stand-up comedian. He's, okay. he's actually he's really, really funny. Okay. And he has a Netflix show now called The Cabin, and the premise is he... Uh, he works a lot. Like he mm-hmm. does multiple podcasts. He does stand up comedy routinely. And then like all of his social media stuff, Instagram Instagram videos and all that other stuff. So he's like constantly yep. running himself pretty uh pretty ragged. So the premise of the show is he decides he's gonna like get away and like kinda like tone things down because he's pretty much gonna work himself into an early grave. Yep. But he's one of those people where like he can't just like sit there and do absolutely nothing. Right. Yep. So he rents a cabin, like kind of like in the mountains outside Malibu, and uh, invites, you know, different buddies of his, like yeah. that are from like the stand up comedian world and like actors and stuff to come up and spend the day with him. Oh, okay. And they just like do weird and interesting stuff. Like so it's not like a, it's not like a scripted show. Like it's like a documentary kind of style, like reality show, I guess is the better I term for kinda... it. Kind of. Yeah, reminds me of uh, Jerry Seinfeld's like comedians in cars getting coffee. Yes, yeah, Yeah. very much, very much like that. Except they're not in cars; they're in a cabin in the woods. Yeah, I mean, if that's what it is, um, I'm totally down for that because, like, I don't watch all of that comedians in cars getting coffee. Like, it'll be like, oh, if I there's an episode and I like the person that's on it, I'll check it out just because I like people having really good conversations that yeah. are interesting so like if if it's someone i like then i'll be like okay i, I want to hear you know 30 minutes of them just shooting the shit and telling interesting stories um yeah and if this is kind of like that that seems and totally it, cool it's like that and it's also funny because like they're they do have like tell stories to each other and have like real conversations which are interesting yeah. in themselves but yeah. then they also do like funny things so like typically most episodes it's like during the day they like do activities like together and then at night they kind of like sit around a fire and reflect oh, on the okay, day yeah. and tell stories. Yeah. And they kind of like piece it together. So like, it's not like the format isn't like, okay, you get, cause they're only 30 minute episodes. Oh, okay, so it's yeah. not like 20 minutes is them doing stuff for the day. And then the last 10 minutes is around the fire. It's like, oh, okay, they do yeah. some of this activity and then here's a five or 10 minute scene from their like fire conversation. And then it cuts back to earlier in the day when they do oh, something okay. else. But okay. It's, it's really interesting and it's it's so fucking funny. Like the and the, there's one episode where he gets Bobby Lee and Donnell Rollins of the Chappelle show fame. 
Okay, yep. And they come by and like it's like I won't say anything. You just have to see it. I I cried. I was <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I was fucking crying. I was wiping tears from my eyes. Fair enough. But then he's like, there's lots of people that like there's them. And I think Nikki Glazer comes on at one point. He gets uh, Joel McHale and Kaylee Kuoko come by. Okay. Yeah. That episode, I felt so bad for Kaylee Kuoko. Oh, my God. Oh, really? Yeah. Because like the, he brings that that same episode, he brings Joel McHale and Kaylee Kuoko by. But he also brings this woman named Miss Pat by. Okay. And if you're not part of that, like Joe Rogan podcasting world, you probably never heard of her. Nope. But she's just like this older heavier set african-american woman who's like had the most like interesting and bizarre life like she was like you know like one of those hard as fuck raised on the streets from the streets so like the story she tells you you're like holy shit like that's not like that's just a wild story yeah but she's a very like no nonsense no bullshit absolutely no filter i'm gonna tell you what's on my fucking mind and if you don't like it you don't have to be near me kind of people yeah so he brings her up and then Kaylee Kuoko and Joel McHale show up and he's like kind of introducing them because they don't know Miss Pat because she's not like a celebrity, right? Yeah. She does a podcast and it's absolutely fucking hilarious, but like she's not a celebrity, right? Right. Yeah. So then Kaylee's like, oh yeah, hi, I'm Kaylee. And he's like, who? And Bert's kind of like, Kaylee Kuoko, like, you know her. And she's like, never heard of her. <laughs> and then Bert's kind of like, uh, she's on the Big Bang Theory, like one of like the biggest television shows like in television history. Yeah. And Miss Pat just kind of goes off. She's like, I ain't watching that fucking shit. That's too nerdy garbage for me. I have no interest in watching that. And it's like, she's just being blunt and honest and stuff. Yeah. But like, you could tell like poor Kaylee was feeling like a little fucking hurt. Yeah. Because she didn't realize she was going to be talking to this like super blunt, honest person. Yeah. But yeah. it's a super yeah. interesting list of people come on. Most of, I would say like more than half were stand up comedians, but like Tom Segura and uh, Eliza Scherzlinger and Caitlyn okay. Jenner for some fucking reason in one episode. Mm-hmm. But Why like Aunt Joel McHale, Kaylee Cuoco, yeah. Bobby Lee, Anthony Anderson, and another dude that's on that uh, show, Blackish. Okay, yeah. Come by. So like there's some. It was it was good. It was it was really fucking funny. And there was several moments in several episodes where like I was just wiping tears from my face. Yeah. I was just laughing so hard I was crying. And it's a short and easy binge because they're yeah. thirty minutes each, and there's only five episodes. Yeah, I'll probably check it out because um, kind of like that uh, comedians and cars getting coffee or whatever. Like it was like oh, I got thirty minutes to kill. And I was like scrolling through and I was like, oh, I like that person. So I threw the episode on. Like, it totally seems like one of those where it's just like, you only need to watch one episode and it doesn't have to be in order. Just like pick one and fucking watch it. Yeah. And yeah, then exactly go on with your day, you know? And I, I think there's uh, there's a really good place for those shows where it's just like, I got 30 minutes. Uh, I remember Tyler talking about this. I'll, oh, fuck it. I'll throw an episode on. And if you watch another one, cool. If you don't, like, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, that's cool. Sure. I'm... It was good. I was pleasantly surprised, and I just hit play, and then when it fucking stopped, I was like, "Why did it stop?" And then I—that's when I realized there was only five episodes, and I was pretty disappointed. I was like, oh, "What you're the like... fuck? I wanted more." Yeah, yeah. And you're like, so oh, "Shit." I'm hoping it does well enough in Netflix that they're like, "All right, that was decent. Let's do it again." Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, no, that's that cool. is. Uh, that's all I got as far as TV goes. Yeah, that's all I got too. Yeah, I still haven't started American Horror Story, but... Oh, man, I need you to get into the newer seasons already. I know. I've been 
fucking real busy with work, so not a whole lot of time. But no, maybe it's time you just quit. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know, just quit and focus on watching TV. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, I guess on that note, we should end things. Sounds good to me. And I'll catch you on the next one. Later. <laughs>